Diversity and inclusion is such a prominent topic in the student athlete development space and athletics industry overall. To speak about this topic further, we are fortunate to have Shanika Mungin, Chris Evans, and Kelly Katonic on the show to discuss the life program that they serve on the advisory board for at Florida State University. In addition to being members of Life's Advisory Board, they also work on the Student Athlete Academic Services team at FSU and are active members within N4A. Overall, Life is an initiative that primarily seeks to assist African-American male student athletes cultivate the skills needed to thrive throughout their collegiate career as they pursue both their athletic and academic aspirations. Most recently, Life won the Model Practices Award for Student Athlete Development at this past year's N4A convention due to the impact that it has had on the population that it serves at Florida State. Some of the testimonials by student athletes that have been through Life are as follows. Quote, Life has expanded my horizons in regards to ideas, opportunities, and experiences. Life has created a community where we can all come together and grow as people, not just athletes. Another awesome testament is life has helped me understand the more important things in life, like the impact of an education. It has taught me how to be responsible and committed, especially when it comes to being a leader. These are just a few of the testimonials of the type of impact that life has had on the population that it serves at Florida State. Without further ado, let's welcome Shanika, Chris, and Kelly to the show. How's everybody doing today? We're doing well. Great. Phenomenal. So, um, as I mentioned before, Shanika, Chris, and Kelly work at Florida State, and they serve on the ad advisory board of Life. Janika is currently the d director of Life, while Chris serves as the director of recruiting and retention, and Kelly serves as the director of events and logistics. So as I gave a brief description of what the Life program is, can you guys um, talk more about that program and also what made you guys want to develop the program overall? Sure. Um, you, you summed it up pretty well. Uh, we are really just aiming to get our special population uh, to create those social and academic bonds here at Florida State University, and our end goal is to get them uh, to graduation. Um, and hopefully Kelly can help me out here. We, um, we, Kelly and I started here in 2013, um, and we were kind of assigned a task uh, to look at some data. Kelly did a lot of the numbers work, and then I kind of wrote up a resolution. Um, I want to say in 2012, Sean Harper uh, for Penn State came out with an article that just kind of outlined a lot of Division I schools and their graduation rate for African-American student-athletes, and um, it, it, was, it, was, it caught national attention. It was quite scathing, and, of course, Florida State was mentioned. Uh, so our leadership said, hey, we don't think these numbers are right. Let's do our own uh, calculation. Let's look at this. 
um, and see how we can um, better serve this population. Um, and so um, we came up with a number of things, um, life being one of those. Some of the other things was, hey, how can we hire more people um, that can connect with this population, whether that be cultural or racial or uh, in, in age and in experience, uh, former student-athletes, things like that. How can we hire people that connect with them? And what other kinds of things can we get off the ground uh, to help them? And at that time, we had a young staff who was ready to jump in and uh, do what we had to do. We were committed to the call, uh, and we kind of created uh, this program. Kelly? I think you nailed it. Um, but one of the things I would add is that, you know, when we started out, our goal, it was education-based. It was how can we um, encourage these student-athletes to work towards graduation. But I think as we started the planning um, and breaking down what, what it was we really wanted to do, we, we wanted it to be more of a holistic program. We wanted to fill in all of those gaps and create a sense of community for our student-athletes um, that might have been missing a few years ago. Awesome. So how have you guys been able to create that sense of community in belonging as well as enhance the retention of the student athletes so that they can reach their academic potential that they might not have seen as a possible likelihood of happening before stepping foot on Florida State's campus? I would say I think the number one thing uh, that makes kind of life a little bit different um, we do have a, a, a wonderful student-athlete development unit here, um, but at the time when we started life, um, they weren't necessarily reaching this population um, in a way that our academic unit was. So it is a, it is a, a student-athlete development program, but it kind of comes out of the academic department because we are um, kind of the touchstones for these student athletes academically, we see them every day, all day long. And so we already kind of had those natural uh, relationships with them. And I think having those natural relationships, understanding what the academic climate is on campus, understanding some of the challenges they face in their coursework and in advocating for themselves with the professors kind of gave us a um, a peek in to really um, what their academic lives are like here at FSU and how we can create a program that helps to tackle some of these challenges that they do come up against. And I think, um, you, you know, you talked about retention, and I think for a lot of these student athletes, it's just knowing that they have people here to support them, um, people that care about their well-being maybe outside of their sport. Um, a lot of them are in the spotlight for their athletic ability, but um, we're kind of behind the scenes, you know, and they know that we care about them as a person, and um, regardless of how they perform on the court or on the field. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we did is we, we tried to create a sense of community, and I think one of the cool ways we did that is um, we include a meal at every event, um, and we kind of make it like a family meal, and just that's just one little simple thing. Um, we'll invite people from the community, from the department, and sit down, and share dinner um, with our student athletes. And that's just one small way that we work to um, build that community and build that support for our student athletes. Right. And you guys mentioned that at the university level, you guys know the 
rigors of Florida State itself. I also know the rigors as being a graduate from Florida State University and some of the student athletes there. I mean, there's tweets all the time. Most recently that I can think of from uh, Cardell Jones at Ohio State that said, um, I didn't come here to play school. I came here to play football. Uh, When you guys are bringing this to the university level, how do you guys aim to raise the consciousness of what you guys are trying to provide for that specific? Jack? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, you broke up a little bit at the end of that question. Um, I, I think what you're alluding to is, is how are we raising this university consciousness? Um, one, yes. we've got mm-hmm. a, a, num- a number of just kind of small things um, that we do. Um, one is we kind of have touchstones on campus with university partners. Um, for example, um, we at FSU actually offers a black male leadership course. Um, and so uh, the professor of that course, uh, we include him, uh, and a lot of things that we do, we go to him for advice. We invite him to our own programming. We uh, Florida State is a black male initiative uh, on campus, um, and uh, a guy, Dr. Bowden, is in charge of that. We go to him a lot. We team up with different university um, partners, uh, different university entities uh, to raise just awareness about what athletics is trying to do for this population um, and just kind of build a network outside of athletics so everyone is kind of aware of of what's at stake and our goals uh, for this population. Would you agree, Chris? Yeah, I would agree. Um, We also have an advisory board uh, that has many stakeholders on campus from different areas that come in and interact with our student athletes. And um, and then also we take our student athletes with our different programs onto main campus for, for different events as well. So um, our, our the people on campus are able to see life in action and, what, and, and the things that we're doing uh, with our program. Phenomenal. And, you know, one of the main things that I kind of got out of that is since you guys are there as mentors as a way because for the sole purpose of your guys' primary duties, you guys are there to help them accomplish the academic prize, the college degree. Um, You guys don't exactly care about what they do on the field as long as they are fulfilled within life from the long-term standpoint, this is what this, this program is all about. Um, and you guys have five pillars that you guys try to instill upon the cohorts as the years go on. Can you guys explain those and how they play a, a role in the development of the cohort specifically? So, um, I think one of the, the first pillar, um, is about personal branding um, and what is their brand and their identity. Identity development is really what it encompasses. Um, and helping them to establish what their brand might be and then understand and be receptive to the brands of different people and understanding 
there may be cultural differences or class or gender or race differences, but everyone has something in common um, in, in helping us appreciate those differences and um, building that community in that way. Um, some of our other ones are equity and excellence, so the multiculturalism, um, equal access, setting the bar higher. You know, we've had a lot of student athletes come and, you know, they're focused on football. They don't really care about school, but why can't you be great at both or, you know, continue to improve at both while you're here? Um, you know, it's, it's about the idea of leaving a place better than you found it, whether that's your family. And because you went to college, now your younger siblings and cousins go to college. Um, or maybe if you're younger teammates because you graduated, now they're inspired to graduate also. Um, the third pillar is developmental appropriateness, so the learning styles, the motivation. So we're trying to connect with those guys to understand what it is that drives them. Maybe it's a, a child they have back home. Maybe it's taking care of mom. Um, you know, maybe it, it can be a variety of things, but making sure that we understand, you know, why they're here, what their goals are, what they want to get out of their experience at Florida State, um, and how we can reach them best. And the fourth pillar is teaching the whole student athlete. So, you know, not only are you know, we promoting the idea of education, but we want to make sure that when they leave Florida State, they're prepared to be a grown-up, basically. Um, we've done cooking classes before. We've done uh, financial responsibility before. Um, just making sure that they have all the tools and they feel empowered to use those tools to be successful um, outside of Florida State. And then the last one is a student-educator relationship. So connecting student-athletes with other people, whether it be um, getting to know their coaches in a different light, or coaches from different teams, or getting to know our staff members better, maybe ones they don't work with directly all the time. Um, we have a lot of connections with people in the community on, and on campus, and we'll do career fairs and try to bring different people in so that they're meeting people. So all it really takes is one person to um, inspire you or to you know, connect you with someone that could change the course of your future. So um, we're just trying to make sure we connect them with as many people as possible to provide as many opportunities as possible for that to happen. Those are all so great. You know, what, one of those pillars you were referencing, their goals and how they might have just came to Florida State to uh, play their respective sport and try to make it to, to the league. Um, and I noticed that based off of the brochure that you guys gave out when you guys won the model practice award for student athlete development at this past year's national convention, one of the goals on there was to increase the graduation rate for black male student athletes at Florida State. How how do you guys emphasize the importance of a college edge education to your black male student athletes when they might not understand it before stepping on foot on campus? Well, I can say one thing um, I would say is, especially with life, is the exposure. We, we want to make sure that um, our student athletes are getting the exposure outside of their sport, outside of the, what's, um, the experiences in the classroom, to other things that's going to uh, make them uh, better young men and things and skills uh, that they can take um, for the rest of their lives. And I, I think them able to go different places and see different things that they wouldn't normally see uh, is definitely helpful and is one of the main focuses what we do in life. But I also would say um, to help with that, the graduation or retention rates, we know through research and, and our experience 
uh, working working with students, uh, it's it's for students to feel invested in a part of part of the university. And here at Florida State, one thing that we really focus on, and we always say, um, it's just that family type atmosphere. It just um, really want to spend genuine and quality time with one another and, and gain some experiences. Uh, again, that. Uh, we would normally experience um, uh, as, a, as a student athlete, and we we really think that those those experiences, um, you know, in, in return causes them to feel more uh, invested and engaged into uh, the university as a whole, and I, I think that helps with the retention and with the graduation. Awesome. And, you know, giving them those types of experiences is so key because getting a college education isn't only just about, you know, taking the classes. It's also about experiencing things that might not come to fruition without being able to attend a a, uh, university. Another uh, thing that you guys mentioned in the brochure, which I found really great, was that you guys tried to promote racial equity by eliminating stereotypes that surround black male student-athletes. Can we please take a a deeper dive into this and uh, what you guys are referencing on a larger scale? Well, um, I think um, just understanding um, just that stereotypes just exist uh, in our culture just in general, and that is a stereotype is just, you know, a characteristic assigned to a large group of people. Um, and so uh, at Florida State, as on other college campuses, uh, we or just people in general, we have the tendency to lump people together uh, and, um you know, we do have a group when we're talking about African-American male athletes on our campus um, who may um, exhibit some of the same qualities physically, uh, and they may all look similar. They may dress similar in their sweats and their hoodies. They may all be over six foot. So it's, as your eye is catching uh, maybe some of the um, physical similarities, it is easy to uh, for people who may not understand their own biases, it is easy to assume um, that um, educationally and or personality-wise, they may all be the same. Um, but but every person is unique. Um, they may share a lot of the same ties, the same classes, uh, the same um, upbringing, uh, but they are very different. And so we impress upon our students to, to advocate for themselves, to get to know their teachers, to go up to their teachers before or after class, at the beginning of the semester, introduce themselves, um, and just kind of distinguish themselves from the pack. Um, and really create those genuine relationships, those genuine bonds um, with their instructors as much as they can to help and dispel maybe some of those stereotypes that go along with athlete or football player or track athlete or basketball guy. Um, however, we can we can best do that. I think 
um, the first part is identifying that those stereotypes exist and then empowering our students with the tools uh, they need to kind of dispel some of those uh, stereotypes. I think that's so important because at the end of the day, they are more than just athletes. And it's important that everybody wraps their mind around that concept that they can provide so much more than what some people would, would like to box them into. And that's so great that you guys strive to promote that. I think that's something that society itself can actually learn from. Um, and uh, one of the things that I did want to ask also was a lot of programming from a student-athlete development perspective is now starting to be brought up during recruiting visits. And I wanted to see if you guys bring this program up during visits when you guys have prospects on campus, and if so, what sort of impact has life had in terms of giving you guys a recruiting advantage, do you guys believe? Well, we definitely um, talk, speak on life during the recruiting process. Uh, we, um, and of course, we, we try to talk about life in any opportunity we have. But recruiting, it, it definitely, we, we speak about it, we present about it. Um, we talk about the, you know, the model practice uh, award that we received last summer. And uh, it, we, we, we received great reviews from parents. Um, they, they love it um, because they love the fact that um, their 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 sons are going to get developed outside of the football, outside of the classroom. That that like Shanika always says, that extra stuff that again um, that's going to continue um, them as lifelong learners. But um, yes, um, we 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 use it in our recruiting pro our recruiting presentations, um, and it has a, it has a major impact. Um, on the parents. I think too one of the um, one of the things we focus on in recruiting presentations is that our degree completion program is housed under life, um, and I think you know it's something that's relatively unique to Florida State. That Florida State will um, pay for our former student athletes to continue their education, um, whether it be because they left early to pursue a professional opportunity, um, or just you know. Maybe they fizzled out a little bit but at the end of their eligibility and, and they decide they want to come back later. So I think that is a huge um, drawing point also in, in terms of recruiting. We always get a lot of, oh, you know, that's cool when we talk about it. So. Right, and that's such an important thing because a lot of them, especially at a level that Florida State competes at, they have the eyes on the NBA, uh, NFL, you know, competing for the USA track team and other types of pro competition. Um, do you guys have any specific stories that you wouldn't, that you, you wouldn't mind sharing in regards to, you know, how parents have reacted to life and maybe how it could have swayed the decision to attend Florida state over another high profile program? I would never want to say, you know, we're the ones that, you know, that 
led to them choosing us over somewhere else. I think there are a lot of schools on the country who have great student outreach development programs. Um, but I know I do know we've had a lot of former student athletes, and so life is relatively new. So we, um, our our first class are our seniors this year. So you know we're so we're kind of seeing our first full term um, cohort go through. But I think a lot of the former student athletes um, that have come back um, and are in school. We we had um, Bobby Butler, who was Bobby Bowden's first recruit. Um, and he actually graduated a couple summers ago, 37 years after he first got to Florida State. So that's one story we, we tell all the time, just because it's so cool and so unique, and he was so thankful um, and had the opportunity to meet our staff and some other student athletes that are we're here at Florida State now. Um, but, you know, you have guys like Derwin James and Dalvin Cook who are making a lot of money in the league but are still enrolled in classes and um, still working on getting their education and graduating. So, um, you know, I think it's a really cool thing. I think... Um, for those recruits that are sophomores or juniors or maybe even seniors sitting in those chairs while we're presenting to hear that you can be Derwin James and make it to the Pro Bowl and, and do all this stuff and, and still care about your education and want to graduate and um, do all those things. I think it, it inspires them a little bit more. It, it um, draws their attention and draws their interest that, you know, they can do it too. Right. It's really just giving them that personal touch that's actually based off of true facts and you know during the visit you guys talk about this program but one of the questions that I had uh, specifically just for Chris because he is the director of recruiting and retention for the life program is how do you recruit athletes to become a member of life once they are on campus well, it's, it's an ongoing process, um, but of course we we identify those those student athletes uh, as soon as they step foot on campus, um, and then it's a, like we like we said earlier, it's about those relationships that we have with those students. Um, it's a team effort with all the, administ the administration of life. We we work together and we put together different types of recruiting plans. It's a really cool thing. Everything from from flyers, word of mouth. Uh, we have different street teams and focus groups that we try to put together. And a lot of it, we depend on the other guys, the older guys that, that have some experience in life because um, they, they make a huge impact on our on our new guys that come on campus. And um, they re like Kelly was saying earlier, they respect those guys and what they've done on the field and off the field. And uh, it's, an easy, it's an easy recruiting pitch after that when once the older guys – uh, endorse what life is and what we're trying to do with life. Right, and that peer-to-peer -peer engagement can speak volumes, so that's great that you have older members speaking in, in regards to that. Um, <clears throat> and another question that I had was just based off of the brochure as well, it mentioned that the programming is based off of the cultural strengths of black student-athletes. Um, how do you guys build programming based off of the, cult the culture that they come from? Um, so I think one of the things we try to do is, you know, we have our staple events every year, but we try to tailor kind of our monthly programming to meet our students where they are. 
Um, so we do we have those focus groups and um, we do surveys just to see what it is that they're interested in, which is how we wound up with a cooking class. Um, but we try to mix in, you know, things that are educational and, and things that are fun. We'll do paintball or bowling or um, every year we have like a study break carnival and um, in our indoor practice facility. So we try to continually adapt and evolve as our students are adapting and evolving. You know, each class, they're a little bit different than the one before. Um, so we know that we can't be stagnant and stuck in our ways in order to reach these, these new groups of students. Um, so I think really just finding what it is that interests them, what it is that motivates them, and then tailoring our program in that way. So it's putting their voice at the forefront, which should happen at every single type of program at every university I'm a uh, firm believer of because then they will enjoy it more and the participation numbers will continue to evolve and increase. Um, and you guys briefly mentioned at the very beginning that you have other types of programs at the university level just for the black student population there at Florida State. <clears throat> this is a question that I thought was pretty interesting, and that is how do you guys manage the brand of life at a university level, and what type of factors go into that decision? Um, I would say <clears throat> Uh, the first piece uh, for me um, is just everything visual. Um, just I'm a visual person. I'm a, a T-shirt, flyer kind of person, and we just try to keep everything consistent, um, you know, just from a marketing standpoint, um, from T-shirts to flyers to that kind of stuff. Um, and we're really pushing life. Um, we put it on everything. And we push it everywhere. Um, and I think that kind of helps to, to keep the word out there on Florida State's campus. Um, something that we do um, and that we just kind of started, Chris spoke to our advisory board, um, but something that we're doing now is kind of Champions for Life, which is kind of a twist on the advisory board, but it is including um, a lot of on-campus entities as well as um, a staff member from every one of our major kind of target sports. Um, and so we're not just pushing the life brand through these kind of university partnerships uh, with the Black Student Union, um, with through the CARE program, and, um, you know, academically through our Black Male Leadership course, but we're also pushing it through basketball, through football, through track and field. Um, and I think that's been really important to create cohesion, um, among the sports as well as amongst uh, the university with our athletic program. So these meetings that you guys have involve members of the coaching staff at yes. the meetings? Uh, yes, they are. Um, currently right now our, um, we have a player personnel or the director of player personnel uh, for our men's football. We actually have, and when we presented at model practices, um, at N4A this past um, summer, our assistant men's basketball coach, Dennis Gates, attended with us and actually helped us to present 
Uh, he, he came to D.C. Uh, just to do that. So that's just a testament to how much our sports are invested um, mm-hmm. in the life program. It's not just kind of a hands-off, coaches are like, okay, um, you know, we'll get them there. They're really invested in showing up, coming to the programming, um, and really helping us to expand our brand that way as well. And the, and that is so key because Coach Bayan is so impactful and, you know, when I was sitting in on that presentation, everybody raved about the fact that Coach Dennis Gates was there and not just as, you know, being nice. He actually had some key statements on what you guys do, and I think it helps to promote what you guys do overall and the mission that you guys are trying to serve. Um, And, you know, one, one of the things that, so great about the life program is the mission that you guys are working towards and how the coaches have bought into it. And some of the tips that I would like for you guys to share is uh, how, how would you recommend others at other universities to build a program that makes the type of impact that life has? I think the key thing for us has, has been about partnerships. Um, you know, about using the resources that are around us. It's, this program isn't just academics. When I started, it was a collaboration between academics, student athlete development, and, and compliance. Um, so we had support from our administration, and, you know, we connect with people on campus. So I think being able to utilize um, some of those partnerships, you know, the, the football program would pay for some of the meals to ease some of the strain on our budget and um, stuff like that. But I think the unique thing about this program is that it doesn't have to cost a lot of money um, to start it. You know, it, it, it's really just about connecting with the student athletes, taking the time to invest in them, figuring out what might be missing at your institution and how you can fill in those gaps. Um, you know, and, and I think for us, we've been promoting it to coaching staffs and um, as a recruiting tool, kind of, and, you know, and then they see the impact that it's having on their student athletes and they see their student athletes walking around in life sweatshirts and T-shirts and, life hats and, um, you know, posting about the award they won at our end-of-year banquet. So I think that we kind of get the buy-in from coaching staff that way. Um, but, I mean, that, that was one of the things that we had talked about at, at N4A was that it really it doesn't take a big budget. This is a program that, you know, you can use this framework at any institution across the country um, if you have people who are willing to put in the work to help create the program. Right, and the fact that the programming is so well thought of by the athletes and coaches, I, I think makes a key difference, which which is what you guys pointed at. And overall, uh, these are some of the final questions. Um, what legacy are you guys striving to achieve with the LICE program? I would say, um, and that's, it's interesting that you, you ask us that because legacy is – is, is something that we talk a lot about, I think, just with life in general and our student-athletes. I think, um, you know, we, we're, we're currently a team now of about five uh, people in our athletic department, and it changes. As people come and go and get new positions and, and move up, our administrative team uh, kind, kind of changes. And I, and I think um, 
the legacy that is that is most important to me, that it doesn't matter who is the director or who is here, that that life will continue uh, to go. It will continue to move. It will continue. It's something that's always going to be here, uh, empowering um, our student athletes. Um, that that's that's one one thing that I want uh, a life to always be known for is that it's here. There's life at Florida State. Um, I think in terms of of programming, I, I was just sitting here reflecting, and I, and I think. Um, and important something that we haven't brought up yet is just um, our relationships with the guys. Um, and Kelly and Kelly will be in her office, and she'll say, "Hey, I need you to come to life tonight." Uh, and the guys will say, "Okay, Kelly, I'm coming," because you asked me to come. Um, and and I think the relationship piece of life, how we all connect individually with our student athletes, how we use that as leverage, how they know that we care about them. When our student athletes are gone ten years from now, I want them to think of life and think it think fondly of Florida State and that Florida State had something in place for them, people who loved and cared about them, um, who wanted to them to get to um, whatever they wanted for their actual lives after they left uh, Florida State and helped them to achieve those goals. I think that's so important that the foundation is set and established, that you guys are empowering the athletes and the relationships are there to make the impact even broader. So just in regards to um, – <clears throat> life overall, uh, what's something that you guys are most proud of that others might not be aware of? For me, I think just the, knowing the work that went into it, um, you know, we, we started planning, I think, in the spring of 2014, 2015 maybe, um, and launched in the summer of 2015. So um, it, there was just so much behind the scenes, and there still is. Um, there's still battles we fight for, you know, our budget and, you know, letting us order this or take them there. Um, so I think for us, just those, for me, at least those little victories um, that the student-athletes don't see us, but, you know, then when, when we have an event and they enjoy it and we get good feedback, I think um, – you know, just knowing that all of our work meant something. I would also say, um, Jack, um, I would say the attendance is something I'm most proud of. Um, I think historically at Florida State and maybe at other institutions, I'm not sure, I think it has been um, a challenge for a lot of folks to get this particular population out to their programming. Uh, they may come, uh, but they're coming in small numbers. So how can I specifically target um, the entire basketball team and get them to show up? How can I target 30 uh, football guys, five track guys, uh, baseball? Like how can I get these guys who we know have huge time demands as all college athletes, um, but how, how can we target them and how can we get them actually in the seats to get the great programming? I, I'm, I'm proud of the attendance, and I know that that goes towards, again, that small work 
that we do in our offices um, day in and day out and the trust that exists between student athlete and advisor learning specialist. Um, I think that I think that makes me smile. I think that's that's a key thing. And the work that you guys put in, I mean, it speaks volumes just based off of all the support that you guys have from not only the athletic department level, but the university level. Now, this is a question that I would uh, like for each, each of you guys to just give some input to. If uh, you could, if, if, if you could give student athletes one piece of advice, what would it be and why? I would say something that sticks with me. I actually got it from a student athlete. And, and honestly, he might have got it from a coach. Um, and this was a student athlete. He had, um, um, you know, some struggles while he was here. And um, we just kind of asked him to be, we kind of show a video we call it the hook video uh, every summer, um, and he's got he's he's got a small little clip in the video, um, and and his and his clip is uh, never give up because you're never out of the fight. That rings true in my head every day, um, even on those daunting days, and I try to impress that upon my upon my student athletes. Um, just to never give up. It's it's never over. Keep pushing, keep fighting, keep going after um, what you want. So I would say that would be my advice or my life advice uh, for my student athletes. Never give up because you're never out of the fight. I would say um, just be where your feet are. You know, I as a former student athlete, I look back on my time as a student athlete like, man, those really were the best days of my life, you know, like, it's <laughs> all downhill. You know, I think um, sometimes when you're in the moment and you're stressed and you have to finish a paper and then run to practice and go to team dinner and do all this stuff, I think sometimes that um, it's easy to lose sight of opportunities, easy to lose sight of the blessing um, that you have by being a student athlete. Um, so I think we're just taking day by day. We don't know what the future holds. Um, you know, God forbid it, it be an injury or, you know, maybe it's a Heisman Trophy. You know, you don't know. But if you, you can control what you can control. So um, really just taking it day by day and, and living in the moment and trying to compartmentalize, you know, your brain a little bit just so you don't lose your mind, really. But um, really just being where your feet are and focusing on what you're doing at that time and, and doing your best to enjoy the moment. And, and I would say uh, just take advantage of any and every opportunity that cross your path. Uh, <clears throat> and try to get out of, outside of your bubble of being a student athlete. You know, um, I, was, I was a former student athlete, like Kelly was saying, and um, sometimes you get so focused on being great at your sport and, uh, and you know, and, and of course, completing all the requirements uh, as far as being a student. But make sure you take advantage of those of different experiences like a life program or, or a SAC or whatever that may be presented uh, this, this as an opportunity. Um, I was a, a first-generation uh, college student athlete, and um, I, I could definitely say I, was, I wouldn't be in the same position that I'm in now if it wasn't for me just stepping out of my comfort zone and just, and just 
taking a look at some of those opportunities uh, that I had on campus uh, while I was a student athlete. I couldn't agree more with all of those lessons. Uh, right now, I just want to give you guys some acknowledgement for being social activists in a way at your guys' university and, you know, being change agents to help instill value into the population that you guys serve on a daily basis and also to serve in the, the greater good, presenting at N4A numerous times, being awarded the model practice award and just being acknowledged for your guys' greatness is just a true testament to what you guys do, not only professionally, but personally in just your guys' character overall. Um, and a large part of this podcast is how to live a life with virtue. A life with virtue with me specifically is, you know, it's an acronym that is part of my personal brand now, and it stands for values that inspire the readiness to transform one's own understanding of excellence. Um, and right now I just wanted to ask you guys, just like the last question, if you guys could give your own de definition of what virtue means to you. Well, I could on behalf of uh, life and how we view virtue is being authentic and create those authentic relationships uh, with the student athletes that we interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think that's the, the core and the crux of, um, of what we do for life, do, what we do in life, is, is, and I think being authentic, um, and, and the students can see that, that we really care about them and we can we're here to serve them and to help them get the most out of their um, student athletes experience here at Florida State. I think I would just add um, just being the best version of yourself, you know, us encouraging our student athletes to be the best version of themselves. They're not selling themselves short or selling their teachers short. And I think for us, making sure that we are putting forth for them our best versions of ourselves um, so that we can have the most impact um, and, and continue to help them grow and become their best version. I would say um, when I, I, I saw the word, um, you know, my mind automatically went to my face. You know, I thought about uh, the woman with the issue of blood. Uh, if she could just touch the hem of the garment. Um, and so I think um, for all of us uh, who work with, um, life. Um, we were all centered um, in our belief system, um, and we just want want to live our own lives of virtue uh, and, and pass that on uh, to our students. Man, those are so great. Well, um, this has been a pleasure being able to connect with the three of you. And uh, I look forward to seeing the continued success of what you guys continue to do at Florida State in regards to life and also just your overall duties there. Uh, thank, thank you guys for the time, and I look forward to connecting again soon. You, Jack, before you go, I just want a couple of shout-outs. One, the man, the myth, the legend has walked in. Mr. Ashton Henderson um, is here. 
Um, and before we wrap up, I did want to give him um, a moment to speak um, just about life and, and, and how he feels about it. But, Jack, I wanted to thank you. Um, this, this, has been, this has been awesome this morning. I'm feeling really encouraged today. I thank you uh, for giving us a platform um, for having just an interest um, and, and, and what we do here, we, we thank you. Um, we're, we're looking forward to sharing the podcast all over the nation. Um, so thank you so much for thinking of us uh, when you thought of Black History Month uh, and when you think of student development programming. Um, Ashton? Hey, Jack, how are you? Doing well. How's it going? Good to see you, man, virtually. Yeah. Likewise. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late. I had to give a tour um, to our um, – we had some youth come in today, so I apologize I missed it, but just grateful um, we had the opportunity to connect with my colleagues. You can see why Florida State is such an amazing place because of them. No doubt. You know, it's all about empowering the life of the younger generations, and you guys do that on a daily basis. Absolutely, so. man. But, no, I'm just grateful to be a part of this team. Shanika does an amazing job of uh, leading us and keeping us on task with programs, and it's been a great week. Uh, We celebrated Black History Week all week, which is every day is a celebration, but the designated time has just been awesome to see our students come out and learn and be challenged, and it's really cool to see, man, but just grateful. I hope you all enjoyed another episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast and that you were able to gain some valuable insights on such a crucial topic. I firmly believe that one of the reasons why this industry is so great to work in as a student athlete development professional is because of the fact that we are able to have such a tremendous impact on the student athletes that we serve on a daily basis, while also in this specific case, promoting social causes such as racial equality. After listening, my hope is that you can use some of the information provided through this podcast and bring it back to your respective institution as we strive to create more diverse and inclusive communities, not only amongst our student-athlete bodies, but also our university as a whole. If you would like even more information in regards to life, you can follow them on both Twitter and Instagram at FSU Life, which is spelled L-Y-F-E, not L-I-F-E in this case. Or check out their website at www.fsulife.com. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it amongst your peers, and I look forward to bringing you another great episode soon. Thank you so much for the, for the listen and continue to live a life with virtue.